Good evening. I'm glad that I'm here. Once again, I was here last Sunday and in this room, yes, two days ago. I was so blessed, not just with the people who were present, but I was so blessed with their presence that was present in our midst. And uh, I, Bob and Linda have told me about this group in Tanzania. And they reminded when I came here. So they motivated me to be anxious, eagerly to see who you really are and how you look like. And here you are. You look beautiful. <laughs> you look great. And uh, I have a lot to say, but I will only say what I will be allowed to say. <laughs> and that is why Bob has prayed for me that I will only speak what is supposed to be said for today. My name is Sylvester Gamanyuan. Bishop is not my name. <laughs> Bishop is a position or uh, an office that I work through. But my name is Sylvester Gamanyua. And I have a girlfriend who happened to be my wife. Her name... <laughs> Her name is Happiness. She's back home praying for you and for this particular day. She knows that I'm here and I'll be speaking to you. I have four children, two boys and two girls. Uh, two boys. The first one is a boy. His name is David. 22 years old. He's on his third uh, year of mass communication degree. And uh, my second is a daughter who was here. I don't know if she attended one of the services here or she didn't come. Her name is Samael. She's also, she's also on her third year of degree in law at the University of Dar es Salaam. That's the commercial city in Tanzania. And then I have another boy and girl. They are twins. They are 18 years old. They are finishing their high school now. And that is our family. Uh, when I heard about your pastor through Bob and Linda, I was anxious to see how he looks like. I had my own mental picture about him and his ministry. And what impressed me was this particular ministry, youth ministry. I was told that uh, he has the passion for the youth. But he is old. <laughs> so I wanted to, <laughs> to see how old is he because I'm also old. <laughs> 92. Wow. You see? <laughs> 70. I'm 58. I'm 58. I'm a couple years older. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah you deserve my respect because in, in, in Africa, older people are highly respected and honored. Yes. And that is why the greeting that we provide for older people like you is. Shikamo. Shikamo means I'm under your feet. Listen carefully. <laughs> 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 and <laughs> the response from this greeting, he must respond Marahaba. Marahaba means few times. You, you won't be under my feet for so many times, just a few times. <laughs> so
So that kind there is a there is a there is a there is a story we, from that greetings but that is not the message. <laughs> what I want to co- to convey to him that I really honor you and mom. And thank you for giving me this opportunity to speak for the group that uh touches my heart and my vision. I started ministering the gospel to the youth. The 10 years of my first ministry was dedicated to the youth in high schools, colleges, and university in Tanzania. And it was because I was also young to minister to the youth with real energy but not physical energy. The verse that I would like to share with you tonight, my testimony will be based on the book of Acts, chapter 1, verse 8. You might all know about that verse. That you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And that will result in you becoming witnesses. Starting in the Jerusalem city and Judea and Samaria and Tanzania. (laughs) Not just Minnesota in Minneapolis. Tanzania is the end of the earth. Tanzania is the end of the earth. So make sure you get Tanzania. You come to Tanzania because that is where the end of the earth is. <laughs> uh, of course, wherever you are, is the end of the earth. But that means that becoming a witness is not just saying about Jesus. There is more than that. These were the last words spoken by Jesus to his disciples. Now, uh, what I'm going to say is my story, a little bit short story, of how I became a Christian. Because I once was agnostic, pagan, who became a Muslim, and I did not commit a serious into that religion because I, the way I joined the Muslim religion was I was searching for the truth. And I didn't find the truth until when I met Jesus in my life. There is one thing to be, to hear about Jesus and to encounter his presence and engage relationship with him at a personal level. So I became a Christian born again when I was 27 years of age. Now I don't want to ask this question who is 27 years of age right here. But that was my age. But at that age the enemy, the devil, had already almost destroyed my life. At that age, I was not married yet, but I knew almost everything about the devil and demons and whatever you may say, not like in America, but <laughs> in Tanzania, I was terrible. Young boy, terrible. In bad character, bad behavior, and you name it. And I was so frustrated with that kind of behavior that I was experiencing myself because I disliked myself. Why am I behaving this way? I wanted to become a good person, do good people, ending up frustrating and 
disturbing and offending people. That disturbed my heart, but I didn't know what to do. That is why I had to change one region for, from one region to another, <laughs> searching for the truth. It was one day in the evening, I visited a brother who was young like me, who was a born-again Christian and a preacher by then. I went to ask him one foolish question because I was despising that young brother. I was, you know, the born-again look like lazy people, people who are not serious with life. So that's how I perceived with that community of born again. So I visited him in the evening. The question I asked was, I want to marry a born again girl. Can you find one for me? That was the question. <laughs> he looked at me and said, okay, that's a good question. Let me ask you another question. If you were God, he was asking, he asked, if you were God, and you have your good, beautiful, born-again girl, and there comes a bad young boy who wants to marry that girl, you ask God, what will you do? That was the question. I said, ah... <laughs> I, I wouldn't agree to give my beautiful daughter <laughs> to a bad boy. From there, he started preaching to me. And at that moment, I was engaged by then in an illegal business. Illegal business. Uh, Chiro is here. I don't want to mention that illegal business, what it was. But <laughs> <laughs> and it was a good quote-unquote business because it has a lot of money. It was some goods that have were supposed to be transferred from Tanzania to another neighboring country, Kenya, to be sold there. And I was expecting to get a lot of money. So the guy started preaching to me about Jesus. About being born again and what Jesus can give good life and new life. So by preaching to me, he was actually trying to convince me to respond by becoming born again right away. And he asked me the question that touched my heart that are you ready to submit and give your life to Jesus now? When that was the first time. The first question after that long conversation that we had. I said I'm thinking but actually I wasn't thinking. The devil was talking to me that you know the deal that you have, finish the deal first. Go and sell your illegal products and get your money, and then you can decide to become, to be born again. So when he asked me the second time, the same question, are you ready? I heard a voice of which I thought he heard it, but he didn't. It is only me who heard it, but it, to me it was so loud. If you don't submit your life today, you are going to die. So he repeated the same question for the third time. Are you ready? I said yes. But actually I wasn't I wasn't responding to his question. 
I was responding to that voice. And it wasn't a threatening voice. Authoritative, authoritative, but loving voice warning me if I don't make decision, then there is consequences. But the way I interpreted maybe it was a physical death. Death, maybe I'm going to get an accident or whatever. So I responded immediately, yes. He prayed for me. The simple prayer, not a long, simple prayer. He led me to the Lord Jesus. I repented. And what happened to me, I cannot explain because not everybody get the same experience. But what I experienced by then, it was a peace and joy that overshadowed me. And I felt lighter as if I was having a heavy blanket that has been removed. And I felt so light and the person to witness that I'm born again was that young brother. Hello! Sorry, sorry, sorry. sorry. Very sorry. Everyone's awake now. Meaning, I am born again. The guy jumped up with shout, how did you know? I say, I have that experience now. He was so amazed by me realizing that I'm born again. Immediately after the prayer. That's how I became born again. My story doesn't end there. The guy started teaching me about the power of the Holy Spirit. I didn't know about the power of the Holy Spirit and what it really meant. So he had to tell me through scriptures who is the Holy Spirit and uh, who the Holy Spirit being a, a third person, God, in, we sang that the song, God in three persons, Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. So he was measuring on who is the Holy Spirit and what the Holy Spirit is uh, commissioned to do for those who are coming to the Lord by becoming uh, new believers in faith. What attracted me most, he told me, I shall receive power. Now, I didn't actually get the meaning of the, that power, but the word power by itself attracted me. Because as a young boy, not a young boy, yes, a young boy, but I was already. Uh, attended military services and I served my military for five years. So by then I had that experience of military. Uh, so I thought this power, <laughs> if I get that power, I, I, I might be warrior. Uh, and because I'm short, uh, I needed more power <laughs> to defend myself. So I was asking what kind of this power he said, the power that comes from the Holy Spirit is more than physical power. It is not that physical. It is spiritual, but it is meant for the service. Jesus wants you to become his witness. And you cannot become his witness without the power that will introduce you to others to see what Jesus did and how Jesus lived. Now you are representing him in character and also 
in service. So, how do I get that power? He said, it is a promise. Jesus promised to every believer who will come to him. It is also the Holy Spirit who will make you Jesus' witness. And then I say, I need that, that power right now. So not now. You haven't got the message yet. You need to go through teachings to understand the entire concept of this power. It took about two months. Now, of course, I would have received the Holy Spirit the same day if he wanted to pray for me. I was ready. But he didn't want to pray for me. He wasn't a minister. So he had to introduce me to the pastor in the local church and be discipled and uh, be baptized. And uh, after that, now, they say you are ready now to receive the power of the Holy Spirit. But they didn't pray because they wanted. I forced them to pray for me. Because I saw it was taking so long. You are talking about the Holy Spirit. And we are gathering with in small groups like you have here. And when the small groups people are praying, I can hear people speaking strange language of which they don't understand. And uh, others are giving messages of which uh, I don't understand. But they say that, they say the Lord. I say, who, where is that Lord who is saying, I see you speaking with your mouth. What is the Lord saying? So I was still very young in that area until when? One day it was in the morning at 11. I came from home, went to the church office and asked the pastor, today I have come. I need that power of the Holy Spirit. And I'm not living here. If there is the Holy Spirit, then I need that power now. And of course, I was expecting some resistance again. But this time, the person, now you are ready. Let's go and pray. Oh. And then, oh, as if I was started panicking because I didn't know what would happen to me, went into his office, he lays, he laid hands on me, and he prayed for me. Only three minutes I can, I didn't have a watch, but it was that much short <coughs> when I received that power. And that is to me to be born again by the Holy Spirit is a, a different experience from receiving now the power. Because when Jesus was speaking to his disciples that you shall receive power, he has already spoken to them. They were believing in him. They were born again already by his spirit. Every born again believer is born again by his spirit. So the Holy Spirit starts working in a person right from the beginning when he becomes born again. Every born again has the Holy Spirit because it is the Holy Spirit who has made that person to become a child of God. But the power I'm talking about is another experience that happens to commission the person who has been born again for the service 
Do you get what I'm saying? Now, I may raise so many questions which I cannot answer them tonight, but that will make your pastor invite me again to come and answer them slowly by slowly <laughs> when that time comes. Oh, pastor can bring all of you <laughs> to Tanzania and uh, you will not even not only receive the answers, verbal answers, <laughs> you will experience that power by meeting other young and youth like you who have encountered the same power and they are living that on a daily basis. And uh, are you willing to come to Tanzania? Are you ready? It is easier. It is easier if you come to Tanzania. It won't take even five minutes. During the service, you know, the service that we conduct in Tanzania, in Africa, are a little bit different of American services. You see, the services of America are more uh, soft, soft and uh, well-pleasing to God. You have to be cultural, brought up in this kind of culture. But in Africa, <laughs> the service that we conduct, if you, those who have not come to Africa, of course, you won't get the picture until you come. Those who have been there, they know. We, 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 we shout and we dance and uh, we do a lot of funny things with our local instruments. But there is one thing that I want to share with you. We have faith to receive power instantly. <laughs> we have faith because we don't have other privilege that you do have here. You may not need the power because you don't see the reason to get that power. You have what you want. You have good hospitals, you have good services, educational services. We don't have those good privileges that you have. So to us, Jesus is everything. And everything he has promised we search and seek and get it because when we get it it helps us to become people and human beings and not only human beings become members of the loyal family it is the Holy Spirit who can interpret this loyal family lifestyle when you receive the power of the Holy Spirit no, now that is not necessary that you must come to Tanzania to receive the Holy Spirit. No. The Holy Spirit is here now. That power can be received right now. If you desire, if we have that burning desire to become witness for Jesus. The power is for witness. What kind of witnesses? In Africa, particularly in Tanzania, the social problems that we have are quite different from that you have in here in America. But uh, I know you have heard or seen on some uh, TV programs where people are being delivered from the power of demons, power of evil spirits. In Africa, power of evil spirits are real. Not imaginations, as we may think here, are real. 
So if you don't have the power of the Holy Spirit, you will definitely be under the power of other evil spirits. They are at work. I know they are everywhere, but the the evil spirits in America are highly educated and civilized. They don't actually misbehave like the demons in Africa. The demons in Africa, quick, oh, hey, 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 hey. But here in America, they are quiet. But they still do damage just like they are doing in other, in Africa. But my point here is you have been trained and still undergoing that training of being disciples, discipled as Jesus' witnesses. And you need a field ground where you will practice what you are being discipled here. Do you understand what I'm saying? You need to go to the, the person who go to college, there is head knowledge theory that you get from the college. But there is a part that you have to go to the field work, do a research, and get involved in what you are trying to to learn, to, to be more practical. Now, Tanzania is a field mission work for you. That is why I'm saying when you come to Tanzania, you will understand the knowledge that you would have received maybe in a year, in one week, by seeing the practical aspect of it. When you see the people who have been tormented by demons, who have been disturbed by the evil spirit, being set free by this power which I'm talking about, and they are being transformed and changed in a way that experience will transform you too. Not by just observing or seeing by your eyes, but also becoming a part of that experience. Uh, in my church, where I do pastor, we have two main uh, ministerial sections. One is counseling, and the second one is intercession. And the intercession part has to do with people to be filled with the Holy Spirit, people to be set from the evil spirit, and people to start interceding for others. When people come to the Lord, it's because they need, they seek prayer. But after coming to the Lord, you need now to minister to others. And you start ministering by interceding for others. You cannot minister to others if you don't have the passion to intercede for them. And you can't pray for the person if you don't have love for that person. So the Holy Spirit will help you to intercede and after that you will become his witness because when you pray for a person that power of the Holy Spirit that is helping you to intercede for that person will give you a specific gift to minister to that person. So, from intercession, you start ministering. And the Holy Spirit will be giving you according to his wish. You don't decide what to do. He is the one who helps you to do what he wants to do. You shall receive power after the Holy Spirit has come upon you. The power of the Holy Spirit 
is for witness. You are empowered with divine power to demonstrate the works of Jesus. That the way Jesus lived here, he would like each one of us to represent him by doing the works that he did. We may not do the same or exactly, but through the power of the Holy Spirit, we will represent him through different kind of demonstrations. And I have realized that in Tanzania, I'm finishing now. It was 2008 when the Lord helped me to design a youth program. We call it 10 million for Jesus. We want at least 10 million youth by 2028 to be born again and be spirit filled with his power so that they can make their own spiritual generation great and powerful. That is the vision we have. But we have also discovered that the problem is not receiving the power of the Holy Spirit. The problem is also being delivered from being delivered from the poverty that has been keeping the youth uh, weak because they are, they say we don't have uh, money, we don't have employment. Tanzania has got beautiful land, so many millions of hectares which are irrigatable, which can be used for irrigation and other agro-businesses. And this program has also accommodated that economic aspect. And that is where Bob and Linda were brought by God. Of course, through Chirwa, who knew them before. <laughs> yeah, she, she, Chirwa is a... Is a an angel who brought Bob and Linda <laughs> to us. Bob and Linda has visited us, our church, several times. Not only visiting, they have actually trained our young people and uh, how they can raise, how, how they can start small and big businesses. And we have already projects that uh, on the way to be launched in Tanzania. Starting small, but definitely will become big projects. And that is where also we need your skills. We need your experience that you have. If you come and help us, uh, you'll be also participating in this divine vision for transforming Tanzanian young people. Uh, I'm not used to speak uh, this language. If if it were in Swahili, it would have been very easy because I'm used to speak in Swahili with different vocabularies. Uh, it's not because I don't know English. I do it. I know it, but uh, I have spent most of my time ministering to the indigenous people. So it is easier for me to reach them rather than reaching you. But actually, <laughs> the way I see all of you, if I can spend at least one week in Tanzania, Number one, you will know Kiswahili, my language. <laughs> At least how to greet Tanzanians. But I want you to get uh, involved into the field work. Where you will 
understand what real Jesus meant when he said you shall become witnesses from Jerusalem up to the end of the world. When you come to Tanzania, you will be coming to the end of the world. Not end of the world that the world is ending. No. <laughs> I'm talking about it is very far. Even when I'm saying people here, I can see some of the faces. Me <laughs> coming to Tanzania. I need the revelation. Well, I'm here as a revelation from God. Come to Tanzania. Are you kicking me out? I'm going to ask you <coughs> uh -huh. to give a blessing yeah. in Swahili. Yeah. Give a blessing to this group. Yeah. Give it in Swahili. And believe that you will understand the blessing from the Holy Spirit. That he will speak to you. Each of you. Maybe you will hear it differently. But each of you will hear the blessing through the Holy Spirit. And he will speak in Swahili. Should I do that now? Please. Can we stand? Let's pray. Mungu Baba katika jina la Yesu. Wewe ndiwe ambaye umeumba binadamu toka binadamu wa kwanza mpaka sasa toka wakati wa babeli wa lugha nyingi na umetoka katika ufalme wako tukitoka mataifa mbalimbali hawa ni vijana katika kizazi kile ambacho umesema utamwaga roho wako juu ya watu wenye mwili na vijana wako wataona maono wasichana watauta ndoto wasichana watapata kutabiri wazee watauta ndoto vijana hawa wanahitaji nguvu yako wapate maono na wakutumikie kama mitume na manabii nchi za mbali Mwaga roho wako juu yao. Mwaga roho wako juu yao kila mmoja. Gusa nafsi zao kila mmoja. Wapate uzoefu wa nguvu hii uliotabiri na kutoa amri kwamba watapokea kuanzia sasa weka kiu na njaa ya utumishi wako ambayo roho wako mtakatifu watashuka juu ya kila mmoja mwenye kiu na njaa ili wapokee waone utukufu wako utakao kuwa wazi watakapojitoa katika jina Yesu wapokee Amina Thank you my brother Believe that you have received Believe that you have received and you will hear sometime tonight you will hear just what that blessing was meant to do for you and in you um, we are beginning a, we have begun actually, we've begun a class called Transformation in Mission. And the idea is, is just what he's talking about, the idea of taking the power of the Holy Spirit and literally changing the world as a result. We, our second class is on November 1st. We meet every other week. Um, you're welcome to join. Just make sure that you text me tonight or send me an email. Email is Mark, Bob Ryan at market70.com. Text is 612, we'll write it on the board, maybe, 612-965-2253. And I'll make sure that you get information about the class starts at 9 o'clock every other week right here. 
uh, Sunday mornings. Um, we are preparing people to go, to be sent to the ends of the earth, whether that's next time in Tanzania, whether it's another time someplace else, you will be prepared to understand what transformation is in mission. It's well beyond just giving. It's well beyond aid to the idea of, the, of um, making people prosperous so that they can change their entire city. That's what his vision is all about, is prospering people in morals, economics, and leadership so that they can change a country. So thank you. The president himself is behind this program. The president of Tanzania has met with him and affirmed what is going to be happening. And so a group from here will be going. When Bob and Linda came back, they said that God had given them relationship, God had given them favor with Bishop, with other people, and they want to bring over a team from here, young adults, people like you. So sit down for just a moment and... uh, uh, we're we're in we're in mission. We're daily in mission. So those of you who know me know that uh, I'll do it on the telephone or I'll do it when when do I when do I have many of my chances to do witnessing? You've heard me talk about it. Gas station. So I got gas today. So as I was pumping gas, the guy pulled up beside me. And I said, I'm a little crazy. And he, he kind of, he went like that. And I, I said, I pray for people. He settled down, a young guy. I said, I pray for people while I'm pumping gas. What can I pray for you for? He said, I don't know. And I won the lottery. I said, make it hard. Make it hard. Well, I'd like to win the lottery. I said, okay, I could pray for that. What's your name? He said, Josh. I said, you know what your name means? He said, no, it's named after my grandfather. I said, Josh, your name is Joshua, right? Yes. It means God is my salvation. That's a powerful name. I know why you were given that name. He said, I do too, because my grandfather was named that. There's another reason why you were given that name. Do you believe in Jesus Christ? And he said, well, yeah, I'm a Lutheran. I said, I'm a Lutheran pastor. And then I said, did you know that there aren't any Lutherans in heaven? He said, what? That, that concerned him. And I told him why there aren't going to be any Lutherans in heaven. And uh, we talked a little bit more. And I asked him if he was a part of a Lutheran church. And he said, well, sort of. It's called Northern, Northern Heights uh, on Rice Street. And uh, he said, I used to play basketball with the, with the pastor's son, uh, Burmeister. I said, yeah, Jeff was a good ba- a good baseball player, wasn't he? Uh, I think it was Jeff, wasn't it? Uh, huh? John. John. Yeah, John. <laughs> he said he was really fast. I said, uh, well, I want to get together with you. Can you give me your name? He gave me his name. He said, I can't get together with you now. But uh, So his name is Josh Bremer. And uh, so we're on mission all the time. You know, we're, we're connecting with people. We're here for a mission. And I knew God was up to something after he made contacts, Bob and Linda. And then we've got this Tanzanian, and I meet her mom, who uh, has influence in Africa with Transworld Radio, and then her dad, who's a university chancellor. And it just sounded suspicious, (laughs) like God was really (laughs) up to something, that he wanted to do something. And so I'd encourage you to consider this class because it will give you tools for reaching out to other people here, possibly in, in Tanzania. So he prayed for you in Swahili. I wanted to pray for you in English. I was a senior in high school when I, I went and asked uh, Alan Hansen to pray for me, to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And he said, well, I'll do it tomorrow tomorrow morning because it was late at night. I said, well, I really want it now. I wasn't a pushy kid, but I said, I really want it now. He said, okay. So I wrestled up 19 other kids, and we got together, and uh, we had a kind of a Pentecost late at night out by the pool at Camp Seely in the San Bernardino Mountains, and the Holy Spirit came by promise. So it's a wonderful thing. Father, I thank you 
for tonight. I thank you that you are turning passive young people into powerful witnesses for Jesus Christ. We want to give ourselves away. We want to give away what you have given to us. We want people to know Jesus Christ through the power of the Holy Spirit. So stir up the young people in this room. Stir them up. Give them a desire that goes way beyond their desire just to get a job, which is wonderful. Their desire to finish college, which is wonderful. Their desire to, to uh, um, get a house, which is wonderful. Or to get married, which is wonderful. But whatever they are, whatever their station in life, that they can be witnesses to the life and the power of Jesus Christ through the Holy Spirit. Work that in them even tonight, Father. The desire to live in that way. Be filled with love and with power. We bless our brother, Sylvester. We thank you for him. We thank you for his influence in that nation. We bless Princess Chilwa. We pray that you'd continue to use her to pull Muslims out of darkness and into the light of Jesus Christ. When I pronounce the benediction, then I'm going to ask you just to spin around with one or two others near you and just pray together for what we've talked about tonight. Pray together. Hey, I want to reach, reach my brother or sister. I want to reach somebody in school. I want to reach somebody. Pray with me so that I can do that. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord look upon you with his favor and give you his peace. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.